Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in with us today. Our mission is to inspire each other out of our comfort zones to explore. Find out how you can explore with us on sirensoapbox.com. We have a link for a free month of Audible information on upcoming challenges and how you can get your hands on our coloring book, a great way to relax and explore art. Join us now, guaranteed to spark some exploration. We need you to send us a challenge. And that is exactly how today's episode was inspired. John Connolly wrote, dance in the challenge description box. Dancing, as many of us want to argue otherwise, is as natural as breathing. Whether or not you're any good at it is another thing altogether. As a species, we've been dancing for as long as time has been going on. So according to dancefacts.net, the oldest proof of the existence of dancing comes from the 9,000-year-old cave painting that were found in India, which depicts various scenes of hunting, childbirth, religious rituals, burials, and most importantly, communal drinking and dancing. Since dancing itself cannot leave clearly identifiable archaeological artifacts that can be found today, scientists look for secondary clues, written word, stone carvings, paintings, and similar artifacts. The period when dancing became widespread can be traced to the third millennia BC when Egyptians started using dance as integral parts of their religious ceremony. Dance is important to us because it's ceremonial, it's spiritual, it's expressive, it's energizing, and it can be healing. Since most of us were in St. Croix together, we all dove into the exciting world of fire dancing and we brought all the boys with us, but we're talking about all kinds of dance today. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is mango. First up on her soapbox is Mer. As Elsie mentioned, I did take a dance class with a few of the sirens, but that's not what I'm going to talk about today. Instead, I'm excited to share my experience with burlesque dancing. Burlesque was introduced in the United States in the 1860s as its popularity was said to be dwindling in Europe. And burlesque is described as an exotic dance style that draws on theatrical and often comedic elements. And that's one thing I learned uh, hanging out with these, this burlesque troupe was you got to be able to laugh at yourself and comedy is important. The thing I love about burlesque is that the dancers seem to not take themselves too seriously and they have so much fun. It's empowering. So I signed up for a burlesque workshop at a time in my life when I needed a little boost in my confidence. They called us the training bras. Who knew that taking that step outside of my comfort zone would be practice for this podcast? So I, along with 11 other women, learned all about costuming and makeup, and we learned a dance routine to a song that now escapes me. Um, But we each made our own costume. For mine, I stitched some sparkly fringe on a pair of like boy short undies and bought some purple velvet gloves that were elbow length and stitched or uh, made my own um, purple nipple pasties. (laughs) I also wore a black t-shirt and we had to find a bra that we could kind of pry open the hooks on. So that would be much easier to release one hand at while in the middle of a spin. 
And that took a lot of practice, but was a lot of fun. As part of the workshop, we had the opportunity to perform our routine together on stage at one of the burlesque shows, or one of their burlesque troops shows. The venue is a small concert venue, Bogarts, for those familiar with the Cincinnati music scene. We had to meet in the basement of the venue when a particular song came on, and we all lined up nervously waiting for our time to enter the stage. The excitement, the adrenaline, it was all so surreal. And the women in the actual troupe were so encouraging and uplifting, and that made it much easier to walk on that stage. We performed our dance, mostly flawlessly, ending with a fling of our tops and the brawls off stage. The audience roared with applause and I felt alive. It was such an amazing experience. I love dancing, but burlesque was completely foreign to me and definitely outside of my comfort zone. I do think about signing up for another workshop from time to time because it was so much fun, but I'm not really sure if I ever will. Time will tell. Sara, what type of dance are you going to talk about? Well, I sure was lucky enough to have the opportunity to learn how to dance with fire while visiting Siren TC in St. Croix. Now, while I do love dancing, I usually don't do the kind of dancing that requires any kind of skill. I love getting on the dance floor, more likely after a yummy beverage or two, and just dancing to whatever music is playing. When the classic wedding reception electric slide comes on, I can usually be found on the dance floor, trying my best to remember the moves. I'm the one out there watching someone else's feet almost to the end of the damn song, which is about the time I remember how to do it. Coordination isn't really my strong suit. So the idea of moving my body without setting it on fire really had me out of my comfort zone. Luckily, we clearly found the best folks to introduce us to the art of dancing with fire. Kiki does an amazing job introducing fire dancing in her seminars. We started learning out the moves and getting comfortable with them long before introducing fire. I had almost forgotten that fire was gonna be involved because you were having so much fun learning how to dance with the poi, which are basically balls on chains and the staff, which is a long bar with, bar with field balls on the end. Then it came time to introduce fire and I was immediately uncomfortable. I used to be a firefighter and I have what I consider to be a fairly healthy fear of fire. I remember hanging back at that point because I just wasn't ready. I think I imagined that we would just light up the poi and start. So when I saw that we were starting with smaller fire sticks and actually learning about how to manage the fuel and the fire before using it, I felt much more comfortable. As crazy as it may sound, when we were given the time to play with and get to know the fire a little, it was easier to imagine dancing with it. It took a hot second huh, to feel comfortable touching the fire, <laughs> but I quickly realized that I could touch it for a moment and not even feel it. The next step, light them up. We lit our poi first and started dancing. Well, kind of, but I was amazed at just how warm the poi were once they were lit. The flames were just a little more intense than I had anticipated. So it took a minute to get comfortable swinging them around. And I had no idea about how loud it was gonna be. I absolutely loved it. It was so powerful. And I'm pretty much out of time, so I'm gonna have to move on. Liz, why don't you tell us about your dance? I don't think it was fire, but what did you do? <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I've always loved dancing. So when this challenge came up, I had no hesitation saying yes. My mom was always the first on the dance floor and I'm definitely following in her footsteps. But like most of us, I became the self-conscious teen. But of course, truly enjoyed the dance floor when I went out clubbing later in my late teens and early 20s, obviously aided by a glass of wine or two. Um, 
During the first lockdown, I started dancing each afternoon with my two girls and we regularly make this part of our afternoons now. And I've been connecting to my feminine side over the last six months or so. And dance is always something that's suggested to kind of embrace that side. Um, dance allows us to connect, connect to our body in ways we can surprise ourselves. Um, and it is a fantastic way of releasing emotions. So again, the suggestion of dance was a chance to do something new and to explore this side of it. So back to the challenge, Thai dancing and connecting to the traditions of where we live here in Thailand has been popping up frequently. There's been a couple of girls dancing at our local monthly eco market. I've been fascinated by the costumes and the strange things that they have on their fingers. So I thought, well, it's going to be really easy to sort a lesson. How wrong I was. The girls were not there a few weeks later when I thought I could chat to them. So it took her a long time to find a teacher. Finally found a teacher. She was then worried how she was going to teach me because she didn't have much English. And all of her students... Basically, kids learn about Thai traditional dance as part of their history and tradition within school. So they have a real knowledge about the different hand positions, the different styles. Um, so they come kind of ready and understanding where here I am, like knowing nothing, basically. But she did a brilliant, brilliant job. She sent me a few videos. I looked at them first. So I had a little bit of understanding what to start with. So traditional Thai dancing is a combination of graceful body movements in addition to elaborate costumes and music. There's actually six forms of Thai dance and it has a history of about 400 years old, evolving from the ritual and dance of the Hindu temple. So anyway, was it outside my comfort zone? Not really, but it was really challenging. Like I had to move my wrists in different directions and one fingers on one hand were bent and the other side they were straight. And then there was what to do with my feet and posture and smiling and so many things happening at the same time. So my forearms were hurting within like 20 minutes and this was a two hour wow. lesson. But anyway, by as it went on, um, I couldn't, you know, it, it just felt really empowering, really graceful. And I really did feel like I, you know, connected to my feminine and I felt really light and joyous. And the teacher was so happy with how I progressed. So it was lovely to see her joy at sharing her tradition. So I'm definitely going to do this again. I love the teacher and her passion. And I think I need to connect with something more traditional since I've left, have lived here for almost nine years. And I'm dying to get my girls to do it as well. So absolutely watch this space. Over to Elsie. Thank you, Liz. And you talked about your teacher's joy in sharing the dance. And um, I did fire dancing in St. Croix too uh, with Kiki. And gosh, so much joy in sharing fire with other people. And it was such an awesome experience. We were there for around three hours and the time just flew by so quickly. According to Wikipedia, I'm going to quote that because Kiki gave us a lot of information. It was so good, but it was a lot to take in. I don't want to misquote her, but Wiki says the earliest recorded fire dance was 10 AD in Jerusalem by the Jews for a holiday that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because I don't want to butcher it, but I suggest looking it up. And before that, the ancient Aztecs were performing fire dances to the fire god and other places like Bali, French Polynesia, Cuba, and St. Lucia perform fire dancing. Styles that incorporate the poi are from New Zealand. And this definitely has me intrigued to learn more about the history and more about fire dance. I used to be on dance teams growing up like ballet, tap, jazz, I was a cheerleader. And I always felt really awkward and outside my comfort zone in the privacy of my own home though, I love dancing and I cut a rug then, but 
in front of other people, I'm way outside my comfort zone and learning something new and then adding fire to it definitely added to that uh, challenge. I was very surprised that all the life lessons hidden within the dance, like don't say I can't, say I can't yet, remember to breathe, which is also a tip from scuba diving. And if you can remain calm while dancing with fire, you can master other uh, fires in life. The other surprise was the sound of the poi on fire and moving all around. I mean, that was just crazy. You know, you can't be prepared for that. And then on a side note, three days later, Jack and I went to mass at Holy Cross in St. Croix, which was the most beautiful stone church I've ever been to. And the first reading was about Moses and the burning bush on fire that doesn't get consumed. I mean, like, what are the odds? We just learned fire dance. I am a fire sign and totally fell in love with fire during this experience. I already ordered new poi to practice with, and I'm looking for places to do fire dancing at home. TC, my fellow fire sign and fire eating siren, tell me about your experience. I'll admit, I was nervous about this. Not so much because of the fire, at least at first, but because I'd, I'd be dancing sober in front of lots of people. <laughs> I tried salsa dancing once as part of a bachelorette experience when a friend was getting married. The instructor gave up on me, literally, announced that he didn't know how to teach me. And since then, any kind of dance that has rules or requires certain types of movement make me a little bit nervous. First surprise, fire dancing doesn't really have a lot of rules. There are some things to know about gravity and you can and how to stop things from swinging. There are some fire safety rules, but how you move is really up to you. Our instructor encouraged us to make the moves our own. We each got to practice our own signature moves and choose what felt right. Second surprise, when you are swinging fire around, it is really loud. The sound of it surprised me. It intimidated me for a few seconds, but then it felt really powerful. What I loved the most, I loved that we all did this together. I loved how caring and uniting the whole experience felt. I loved being vulnerable, learning something new, failing and failing again until I succeeded in front of everyone and feeling completely okay with it all. Let me set the scene. There were nine of us, all of us unsure what to expect. We met at the fire dancer's home, a beautiful place set high on a mountain with sweeping views of the Caribbean Sea below. Eight of us taking lessons, dancing with fire for the first time in our lives, two instructors, beautiful, strong, graceful dancers who were flexible, literally and figuratively, and caring, ready to share their art, their love, and their faith. It was beautiful. One thing that really stuck with me was Kiki's descriptions of the benefits of fire dancing. Once you train yourself to remain calm while swinging fire around, your mind is trained to stay calm in stressful situations. I love this idea, and it makes a lot of sense to me. I loved dancing with the poi. I might buy a set like Murs. I'll miss the sound of the fire, but I think the LED at night will be fun. When you mention fire dancing to someone on the island of St. Croix, most of the time the response is, oh, you mean Kiki. <laughs> she moved to St. Croix in 2009 and brought the beauty of the fire dance with her. Kiki Mason is an occupational therapist. She's a Reiki master and certified in Zen Shiatsu. Kiki instructs classes and workshops in belly dance fusion, poi dance, flow arts, earth, mandala, and meditation practices. 
practices, <clears throat> and then the Rasamaya yoga method. All of these skills and talents and life experiences feed into her fire practice. As a master fire artist, Kiki has over 10 years of fire and fire dancing experience. She has trained with several top instructors and has guided numerous humans in using fire as a tool for personal transformation. For over five years, she has co-led and hosted highly regarded fire and flow wellness retreats in the Virgin Islands. Kiki believes in the power of connection with nature, community building, and establishing the space to express your unique creative voice. Her beliefs shine through in everything she does. The sirens all immediately felt a connection with Kiki and our night of learning from her was absolutely amazing. Please welcome Kiki Mason, master fire dancer as our guest tonight. Welcome to the show, welcome. Kiki. Welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Wow. It's so good to see you again. So good to see all of you. So I know I didn't get to talk about it, but I also observed how loud the fire was. It was just so amazing. Yeah, to hear all of you speak of the surprise, I and I, everyone says that, but just to hear it over and over again just now, I realized like the power of it and how empowering it is to hear it, and it just that that rush across you know the body and the ears it just it's really unexpected um, yes. Kiki I've heard that you had some fear of fire at first that you had to overcome and I'm curious what gave you the resolve to overcome that and to embrace a life of fire dancing hmm well it was it was a state of curiosity and feeling into that question of like what would compel me to overcome or or meet this you know huge amount of fire fear that i had and reflecting back on it i feel like because i had spent two weeks in this beautiful retreat container with um, a teacher who was not going to let me give up and he had to he had to figure out a new way how to teach because of me because I was so bad at poi. He just stuck with me, and I had such a supportive um, group of people with me for for two weeks. I was the worst in my class, <laughs> and everybody was just like cheering me on and like not letting me, um, you know, not letting me give up. And so I feel like you know talking about how the poi and these movement patterns really can shift our our nervous system and I feel like having those two weeks in that container opened me up to the space of curiosity and the willingness to like step in to meet the fire and so I'm so grateful that I had that before realizing I had this overwhelming sense of fire when we lit it up for the first time um, because I really think that was a key component was having the teacher who wasn't going to let me quit and having like the support of these other humans to to hold that excitement even when I was like this is the this is terrifying and they're like it's fun <laughs> <I'm> like, okay <laughs> You were totally the Tracy of that class. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad your instructor didn't give up on you. 
I'm just too. having such a hard time picturing you being bad at the poi. I was thinking I the same thing. I know. Yeah. People same. believe me when I say it and it's like, it's the truth. And I'm, I'm such a kinesthetic learner that, you know, visually watching someone didn't work and like hearing someone explain it didn't work. I had to actually know how to move my body through it. But then if you don't know how to move your body in these patterns, then it's, it doesn't connect. So he stood across from me and physically took my poi and like moved my arms in the pattern. And that's how I, that's how I learned it. And once I, once I locked into it, then I, it's like, I felt this, like this burst of like connection in my brain. And I'm like, I just got smarter. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true though. Yeah. So I'm really grateful. His name is Jeremy Levine. I always like to give him props. Um, and I, I, over the, you know, 13 years since, um, taking his course, I've sent quite a few people to him. He doesn't really teach anymore, have a school anymore, but I always like to give props to my teachers. So he was the first. Nice. It was like the power of a teacher because TC probably felt pretty uncomfortable coming into this experience. And I know you were super patient with me and the way that you taught and uh just having everybody embrace their own style it really was so relaxing and encouraging and then even with siren liz you guys had a language barrier to overcome and your teacher stuck with you yeah absolutely um and for me i i'm a visual learner definitely and i just kept like can you do it again and sometimes she didn't even understand that bit and we she, she kind of had split it it was built on four kind of levels. So we did section one and then we would add on section two, but she was sometimes moving on and I was just like, no, I just need to see what's that hand doing? What's that? And even at the end, I realized my fingers when I was doing one of the, the movements were always open and, and, and it was like, God, I, I didn't know that. And, and she, she just kept coming back and going, beautiful, beautiful, smile, beautiful, you know, this on top. And I was just going, I am. And then I'm, but I was more bothered about this hand that was doing like this and this, yeah, like having one hand extended and one, one wrist extended, one wrist flexed. And, and again, a similar, a role, you know, I see that with the Puy that you, you know, you, you kind of do this role action. I mean, a fire dance, fire shows, I had never called it fire dance here in Thailand is massive. You know, and you see kids walking and, and backpackers with the Puy, I'm sure I had some. Um, you've inspired me to want to learn that for sure. Oh, and again, do it with the kids and, and learn more about it. I can't imagine the thought of that fire whizzing by my head. Like your descriptions were wonderful. Like the thought of the fire, but yeah, how empowering that must be. That whoosh, nothing can prepare yeah. you for that whoosh, that sound of the fire. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. And then taking yeah. that staff and letting go of it while it's behind your neck. Oh, trusting that you're going to catch it on the other side. That one took me a minute. I, I only, it. I only did that because you did it, Sarah. Once I saw that you did it, I was like, okay, I can do it. Sarah <laughs> did it. I can do it too. I can do it too. It took a second, but I got, I got there. Is there, is there normally many accidents then learning? I mean, that makes me sounds like an obvious question, but is it done in such a way that you don't have many accidents because you all, I don't know, as you're learning, is, is there someone ready with some water or something to, to prevent any injuries? <laughs> we were doing it by a swimming pool. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and Kiki did take a lot of time to explain um, how the fuel works and how the wicks work. And, okay. and, and we really eased into it. Um, we also I, learned how to put out the fire. Mm-hmm. We had like the fire cloths, whatever they're called. And we learned okay. how to put the fire out. I ate a lot of fire that night and my <laughs> lips were a little bit chapped the next day. So. Intentionally. So fire eating was part of it or was that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It Sarah, was, yes. oh. Did you eat fire, Sarah? No, Mm-mm. no. Yeah, I, I did too. I, one time I put the fire out too early and then just the searing hot wick touched my tongue. It was just like drinking a too hot sip of coffee though. It wasn't like major. Yeah, my no, favorite that- was transferring the fire on my tongue from one <laughs> wick to the other. That was wow. amazing. Yeah. That's a great do you have part. videos. Do you have video evidence of that? Yes. We oh, do. Yeah. Yeah. We wow. do. It'll it'll all be on the blog list. Right. And also I'll I'll try to find I mean there's a lot of video of Kiki around on on Facebook yeah. if you but um check that I'll, out. Yeah. And now Kiki I'll send to you what I'm going to put on up there and get your, get your ah, cool. <laughs> so Kiki, about, do you sorry. have many accidents? Um, not many. No, I could probably count them on one hand. Oh, good. Um, and whenever, whenever the fire burns me, it, it gets my attention. And so because I've spent so much time building a relationship with the fire, that it's like, why are you burning me? I thought we were like, <laughs> we were cool. So we were like, cool. Okay, what am I not paying attention to? Am I, you know, what's happening in my mind? Am I staying present with the fire? And it's, there's always a deeper meaning and lesson for me because I just like that's where I am with my relationship with the fire. It's just like, okay, what am I missing? Thank you. <laughs> We, we don't have to do that again. Like to the last two weeks um, at the Buccaneer, it's on the beach, lots of wind blowing and sand. So there's the added challenges when we're dancing with the fire, we're dancing with the wind um, and the loose sand. I've burned myself twice here on my shoulder mm-hmm. in almost the same exact spot in the same exact way. And so after the second time last week, I was just like, okay, what's happening here? What's going on? It's the exact same thing. And so tonight um, I came out with my double staves and I knew that I needed to be more grounded. I needed to just like ground in with the fire and just get myself a little more centered and calm before moving with it. And so from, from the first when I first lit the fire um, fire pot where we light our wicks off of, I made that a ritual. I just like met the fire. I took the time to breathe with it. I gazed at it. And then I took that sort of calm presence into the dance and I didn't burn myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So it was just, you know, I felt like the fire was asking me to just slow down, slow down a little bit and just, be a little more present and yeah so that's there's always those lessons in there for me and and about the you know the fire as you first start 
you know, it is this like external scary experience, but it's really about building the relationship with the fire and understanding the qualities of it. And I've seen a huge difference in fire dancers that I've trained who've come through just fire dancing from dance into learning the movements and then going out and dancing to those who've come through I just want to I just want to be the fire safety. I just want to put out the fire. I'm here for support and they show up in that capacity. And then after a couple months usually those fire safety is like, "Okay, now I want to dance." And then when when they step out and dance for the first time, there's such a level of confidence that it really struck me and I started like picking up on it in the past year because when you have built that relationship with the fire, you know how to put it out, you know how it works, you felt the heat, you've touched it, you've been okay with that and you've you've been in that like I call it a sacred role now, the sacred role of the fire keeper. Um, once you've developed that that relationship with it, then to dance with it becomes so much more easeful. Um, so that's been a beautiful thing to witness. So I really like to take people through the practice of knowing how to put the fire out, knowing like you can touch it to your hand or your skin and, and run your hand across it and you're going to be okay. If it hits you, you're okay. And just allow yourself to gain, you know, have that experience with the fire and then bring it into moving it all around your body and behind your head and letting it go. Um, so, yeah. It did make a big difference when we learned to um, exchange the fire on our tongue because you could, the fire's there on my tongue and it's not hurting me. And that, I don't know, that was pretty eye-opening because I realized no matter what I do, I might get a little burn but I'm going to be fine. And it, it, it helped somewhat yeah. to, to play with it. Yeah. And bringing in the, the play because that keeps us in that space of curiosity and openness, you know, so that's the space where we can rewire and repattern a nervous system that might have some fire trauma or might have, you know, very like rigid sort of um, maybe just leading with fear. And I think, for my nervous system, I think the reason why fire has been so powerful is because I typically have led with fear. Like I do things because I'm afraid of them, not because I'm fearless. People look at me and they're like, Kiki, you're so fearless. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm the opposite of that. And so it's because I fear it that I want to lean into it because I've seen how powerful that is. And somebody asked, um, I was dating someone who I taught how to fire dance um, and someone asked us, I was like, what are you afraid of? And at the same time he said nothing and I said everything. <laughs> and we wow. both danced with fire. We did all, you know, every, you would look at us and we were like the same person, you know, personality moving through the world. But he moved with this fearlessness and I moved with this fear and so how we show up whether we're meeting a lot of fear to like get to that place 
or whether we're just completely fearless and it's just like a way of life. Um, it's really interesting, you know, because everyone shows up in some on some level, you know, whether completely fearless on that end of the spectrum. And I've trained and worked with those humans and it's like, wow, <laughs> I wish, I wish I didn't, you know, and then there's, you know, the extreme I've seen as well. And I've been in that extreme. So it's fun to just play in those expressions of where we are and what we're willing, you know, how we're willing to, to meet something and be uncomfortable and challenge ourselves and what can happen on the other side of that or through the process of it. So. I think the play element that keeps coming out. And I think that's the, the really important thing for dance full stop for anything in life. It's when we start to take it too seriously, again, with anything that then you start to bring your fear in and you start to create excuses and obstacles. You know, we all start dancing as kids. You see, you know, when music is on and you see like toddlers just, just bop along, don't you, or babies and things. And we do that. And it takes something probably at school that you felt a bit clumsy or you think, oh, I can't do this. And, it, and, and you just start to detach from dance. You know, I, I used to hate gymnastics and ballet and all the things like that. I'm not, I'm not sure why. Um, you know, and this with the tie dance, I was, you know, I was trying to do it in a certain way. And once I just kind of let go and went with the music and just bounced along with it and just copied, you know, and you look at me doing this. It was this just softness <laughs> to it. Once I brought that play in and just smiled and thought, yeah, I'm not going to get it perfect. You know, this is the, the, you know, the first time I'm doing this and then you enjoy it. And then it does come natural because again it's within us like you say it's our nervous system it's part of of keeping and the, and the flow that's naturally within us all um yeah in grade school it's usually some some bully or mean kid telling you you look stupid you yeah. know that's usually where most of the fun is knocked out of you is from some nasty kid in school yeah and it's i don't true. think i ever had that but i had comparing myself to other people i'm like oh i'm not as good as that person so why even bother i think when we stop caring about all that you have more fun with it absolutely i agree with that and that's why like you know doing the burlesque or like pole dancing has become popular as as well you know as, as a sport as a as a physical thing Ooh, it's like that's a pole a dancing thing. lesson once too that's <laughs> have enough you done pole dancing? So, yeah. how was that um, I'm not done. It's a ton of fun. It is. It's a ton of fun. And it's, it takes a lot of strength to, I mean, those girls are strong. Yeah. Yeah. I had some, uh, I was at a, a, a club in new Orleans and a couple dancers were trying to teach me some of their moves because there were only two of us in the club. And <laughs> There's some real athleticism involved in that. They did not give up on me. They were determined to teach me how to move my butt cheeks in opposite directions. <laughs> that is amazing. It was so much fun. fun. How does how does one master that? <laughs> Lots of practice. Well, really I did not master it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm giggling away with this because in, in physio, you know, I'm a physiotherapist. So to get the activation of the bone muscles, the glutes, 
I, I often tell people to clench and tell them to do them each side. So I imagine yeah. it's just the alternate. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. So many people cannot. Well, are we all doing it? Are we all doing it? <laughs> and many people cannot grasp it because again, it's not something you do every day. Oh, we used to do a drill in belly dance um, where we would do like one, two, one, one, two, one, and squeezing the butt cheeks, like laying down or not laying down, but sitting with our legs wide and then lifting the butt cheeks, squeezing them to a rhythm. Everybody's oh, doing that right now. Yeah, <laughs> we all. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, awesome. one, two, three, right? Yeah, it's. It's challenging. Isolate all the muscles. Yeah, it's challenging just to learn something new. And I know salsa dancing, like you said, Tracy, is like had lots of rules, and this fire dancing really didn't have a whole lot of rules. But it is challenging to learn, um, like the different styles have different techniques, and to try to with with the poi, there aren't rules except if you cross your arms the wrong way, everything's getting tangled up and you're going to set yourself on fire, perhaps maybe, you know, like, so it's, I found that interesting with all the dance classes I've ever taken. In salsa, it's like, you have to, and I won't get this straight. And that's why the guy gave up on me, but it's like, you keep your shoulders still while your hips are doing all the movement. And I could not keep my body still when I dance everything is moving. And so I really had a tough time. And he finally just announced I'm giving up on this one. Who's next. I was like, I'm trying. (laughs) I'm glad your instructor did not give up on you. Kiki. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's definitely, you brought up a point like, um, you know, there's definitely something to, you, you can have somebody who's mastered something, um, but they can't teach it you know, or share it. And, um, I just being an occupational therapist and working with special needs kids, we had to break down all, you know, we did this whole task analysis with everything. Like, you know, how's, how's the body moving? What are, what are all the muscles and bones involved in like, you know, writing or eating. And so, when you are able to break something down into its little components, then it's like, oh, now I know like how, what I'm actually doing. And then it's like, okay, what, what am I actually doing? And then once you understand all of that, then it's like, then you have a pathway to, to share it or teach it as well. I mean, you, you can know how to do something and be unconsciously competent you know how to do it, but you don't necessarily know how you know how to do it. It takes a whole different level of understanding to teach it. Mm-hmm. You have to be consciously competent and then be able to share that with someone else. And that's a whole different level of understanding. I think we've come yeah. to the conclusion that your salsa teacher just didn't know how to teach. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. He didn't know how to share his gift with the world. Yeah. All right. The next siren who comes to visit can teach me how to salsa. And it's a challenge. <laughs> I guess that means we'll have to learn how to salsa ourselves. You have to hold stuff still while other stuff moves. It's all very. Yeah. I don't know how you do that either. I t- I'm sure we'll just have to hold your shoulders down. I bet he tried that. He did try that. <laughs> <laughs> and 
as soon as he let go, they were all moving again. So I guess we're bringing really strong sports bras too. <laughs> Weighted vest. Duct tape me to a board. <laughs> Irish dancing's like that too because they weren't allowed to dance. Oh yeah. So they only moved their feet because I guess they had little windows and they'd peek in. I don't know how it didn't look like dancing, but I mean, I guess that's the the story behind it, right? That's interesting. Hmm. Didn't know that. Wow. I love watching Irish dancing. It's fantastic. I don't really know how to describe it. With the I music love- as well, isn't it? The music, and when you get them all in a line dancing together, just the energy that comes yes. with it as well. So much synchronicity, and everybody, like you said, everybody on the same page, doing the same thing, clicking and clacking at the same time. And it's just, I, I love, I'd love to see it and hear it. I loved all of the things that Kiki was describing to us about fire and how learning the fire dancing affects your mind and your neural system and everything. And I just wish that I had been recording all of that. Yeah, I I did. I did a pretty thorough search of you online, trying to look for some of those words. And I, I couldn't find them quite the same that you said them that night. I know. Yeah. I was thinking that. (laughs) Like, you said, is this online somewhere? I'm like, yes, no. <laughs> when I teach, it's it really is. Um, I'm in the flow state. You know, I'm like, I have a plan. I always have a plan. But I am ready, willing, and able to just abandon the plan for, for what shows up. And which is exciting for me because I get to be in that, that present moment flow state all the time and so how people show up is how I meet all of you you know it's there's not just a cookie cutter way and so it's been a, kind of a challenge for me to um like make you know how I teach and, and share it like on videos because I'm so in the moment present with you know individuals and that's how you know that's how I teach and so we have recorded some of um some of my teaching and I, I saw one for the first time or listened to one and uh, I was like, man, I'm a good teacher. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never heard myself. Cause I, you know, it's kind of like I'm in it and then it's kind of not that it's gone, but I don't remember all, all that comes through because it's just being present for, for what is, and it just flows. Um, which is what the fire has taught me. I used to be scared to talk in front of people. I mean, I used to, I had such major stage fright too. And so the fire has been like such a way to, um, to work through those fears as well and to be seen because fire dancing became like dancing with the fire allowed me to be seen, but it was like my protector. Um, and so I felt like, the fire protected me from all the people in the audience who thought I looked foolish or were making fun of me, which none of that was true, but that's what my mind was telling me. And so it was like my protector and until, until it didn't need to protect me anymore until I realized, Oh, everybody's really on my side and no one's making fun of me and who cares if they are. And this is, I'm in just, I'm in joy and, and, 
you know, playful pleasure while I'm doing this, so that doesn't matter. So um, now the fire, when I dance with it in front of others, it, the feeling I have is that it burns away anything that, that separates you from me. All the masks, yeah. all the walls, all everything that is in front of us that keeps us from really seeing and being with each other like wholly and completely all of our fear it just it it just takes it all away and i feel this deep connection and oneness when i'm dancing with those watching and it's it feels amazing um and so that's part of why i keep doing it you know it's for that um, so the fire has definitely been um, a spiritual practice, working with the fire and really learning all these life lessons that there's, there's more to come, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> but working with something and journeying with something for 13 years and showing up, like, I didn't have this plan that this is what would unfold for me. Like, oh, I'm going to be calm and, sent, you know, eventually this is how... <laughs> <laughs> you know it just how you know you just keep showing up you you practice you keep showing up willing to like what do you what do you have for me today what do you have for me what is my lesson um and just a willingness to show up over and over and over and over and over again and this like beautiful experience like couldn't that I could never even imagine has unfolded because of the choice to continue to show up in this practice. So whatever practice it is, whether it's fire, whether it's any other type of dance or or movement or stillness or whatever it is, the act of showing up over and over again can I, I feel like there's like that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful yeah. metaphor for life, full stop. It's that it's, it applies to everything and anything in life, isn't it? If we want to do something, if we want to do it yeah. well, just, just keep showing up and, and work with the energy. I was thinking the yes. same thing, Liz, after she quit talking. It was like, it was interesting too. When we showed up, there were nine people, eight of us ready to take lessons. And I thought, Man, what's she going to think of this motley crew of fools showing up <laughs> to sling some fire around? And I was watching to see at what point she's going to be like, oh, this is going to be a long night. But we actually went an hour longer than we were supposed to go. We were there four hours, not three. Yeah. And there was no point where I saw on your face or Renee's face, holy goodness, get me out of this mess. You guys just went with it. And, you know, we all laughed at each other a little bit and with each other. And we had such an amazing time. But I was so impressed that there wasn't a moment where it was like, oh, look at these people. Not at all. <laughs> no, it took me so long to like wind down after that. I was on such a high, you know, <laughs> like being with all of you and the energy. I mean, it was it we and we really entered into this this group flow and connection and that's also the beauty of working with the fire in groups is that i mean just the support you give each other and you receive from each other and to see each other in a vulnerable space and you know 
find a playful way to, you know, laugh about it or, you know, you're hitting yourself, like, you know, <laughs> a lot going on and to be able to roll with it and laugh and just stay present because you can't be anywhere else. You have to be present. And I think that's, that's really the secret is that anything that keeps you as pr present in the present moment, um, like that's all, that's where we all really want to be, um, ultimately. And so when we can feel safe and be held in that space for a length of time, then it does. It's just like this. I don't, I didn't want to leave that. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was such I a know. wonderful feeling. It was. And the fire is so, so amplifying too. It gives, it gives you a lot of energy because it is an adrenaline rush. And so it's a, it's a natural high. Your body is activated. You're just like, wow, you know, I feel like I'm on the best drugs. And then it's that, you know, when also there's that feel good, you know, it kicks, kicks in when you're in the flow state, you have neurochemicals that, that are released, the oxy, um, oxytocin, um, and the, the bliss molecule happens in that flow state when you're present, um, and that's, that's a wonderful place to be in. And so coming down out of it can, you know, it's nice to take a slow, easeful way out. It's not like an abrupt, like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I leave. I said three hours. No. Even yeah. some of the, um, of the folks that were with us, you know, we had um, uh, our boyfriends and husbands and um, TC's sister, Lisa was there and it, even some of the people that weren't that excited about doing it. Absolutely. I mean, they were some of the folks that got the most into it. I mean, Bill was there. He was crazy into it. Mm -hmm. Your, your sister, Lisa, she was crazy into it. People that we didn't, weren't thinking we're going to be that into it. Just absolutely loved it. That was really neat to watch. It was neat to see my sister kind of come out of her shell a little bit and really get into it. I was just going to say that TC. That was the first time I really saw her get out of her shell with us. And the first time I met her, she was sharing riding a motorcycle and like yeah. the fire dance, the fire really got her out. And I was going to say, it wasn't until the very end that I noticed that Kiki and Renee didn't show us dancing with fire. And then they showed it to us. And I'm like, why didn't they show us that first? And then Kiki like set the floor on fire. She's dancing in the ring of fire. I'm like, that's why she didn't show it to us. <laughs> We'd all be trying it. <laughs> but it was amazing. Yeah. Everybody I've, wants to know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it so many times though. And now when I see it, you know, I'm just like, whoa, that is amazing. <laughs> what, what she's doing right now. And I just want to tell everyone what she's doing. That's really hard. She's making it look easy. Don't be fooled. Oh, but then last night we, we were watching it and I, I was like, okay, can, can we go out there and do that? We, we've done this. Can we go out there and do this? I wanted to get out there so badly. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, it's definitely inspiring when, you, when you've worked with it and you know how difficult it is and then you see people do it. Um, yeah, I get the same feeling when I see my friends like pull, pull off a move they've been working on for a really long time. And it's like, yes. And I'm like, does anyone know? Like, oh, <laughs> no. So it's cool. Yeah. Thank you. 
It's pretty amazing. Well, I um, will put a link on our on our website to the LED poi that a couple of the siren spots. So if anyone wants to practice with the poi, they'll have a nice safe starting point. Yeah. Can I can I confess here just for one second those initial cloth poi that you showed us for half a second I looked at those and thought you know we set those on fire they're just going to go up in flames. <laughs> I thought how do we set those things on fire? It didn't last for long that thought but I did have that thought. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, on that note, our, <laughs> our challenge for our listeners this week is to take a dance class, make it a new style that you haven't tried before. And then, of course, tell us all about it by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox on all the social medias. Kiki, we had a ton of fun taking your class. Thank you so much for teaching us how to dance with fire. And thank you for joining us on this episode. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce you to the fire dancing. And I hope you continue on your journey. And let me know if you do. Send me videos. We will. <laughs> Sirens, I had so much fun learning about new dance styles with you. Thank you for sharing your experience. And thank you, fellow explorer, for listening to this episode. Check out sirensoapbox.com slash stay curious. That's where you'll find our blog, which contains pics of our dancing experiences. Today's episode was born from a challenge we received from a listener. If you have an idea for a challenge, you can submit it to us on our website. And if we say yes, you could be a guest on our show. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.